everybody, and welcome to Sabu Speaks. I'm your host, Joshua Michael Greenberg, and I am here with the wrestling legend, the one and only, my favorite wrestler, your favorite wrestler, Sabu. Welcome, Sabu. Hello. Uh, just a minute. <laughs> Sabu is live at the world-famous Nerd Bar in Fremont Street, Las Vegas. Yeah, there's a big party going on. It's wild, actually. There's a party for the stream. <laughs> We have lots of first-timers. We have a lot of uh, returning uh, people. We have Christophers in the house. Uh, we have, let's see who else. Oh, we got a lot of people. Mr. Cryptic, welcome. Anarchy, Lot B, welcome. Xy Fresh, welcome. Uh, team, <laughs> team Ustristan, welcome. Uh, Jacob the Broke. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today we have a special episode as always. We have some kind of theme tonight. We'll be talking about Chris Candido. Sabu, do you remember the first time you met Chris Candido? Yeah, um, it was uh, late 90s, late, late 80s or early 90s uh, in USWA. In, in Memphis. Oh, that was it. Actually. Uh, for the for the Jarrett's. I actually have a... I could pull up a match if you want to watch one of those old matches. Yeah. Hey, who's in it? You and him? <laughs> oh, 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 one of my... Okay, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, in the meantime, while I pull it open, did you have the opportunity to watch uh, The Dark Side of the Ring with Chris? Yeah, I did, yeah. What'd you think of it? I don't know. Uh, it was sad. Uh, some of it was, a lot of it was true. Some of it wasn't. But uh, it was sad. You know, he was one of my good, good, good friends. Do you, Better than good. Do you think the let's talk about the the positive, the end of the episode where they, you know, discussed his impact on the business, especially being a smaller guy. Um, what do you think about his impact and, and the way that they summed up his impact on the wrestling world at the end of the episode? Oh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I can't. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't pay attention to it like that. His impact, I don't know. He, you know, his work rate was uh, second to none. You know, the boys are stuck ahead of me. I don't know. I, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was going to say someone else can say that. All right, I have a match that I could pull up from AWF. I see a what? A oh, AWF. Yeah, yeah, Australia. So this right. is yeah, this is December 16, nineteen ninety one. I don't understand. Here, bear with me one sec. I'm going to pull open the mask. It's his internet. That's what I keep telling everybody. It's their internet. <laughs> oh, okay, what are we doing? Hold on. Bear with me one sec. I'm just going to pull open uh, this other okay. match. I have... uh, uh, we had, we had better, way better matches uh, before that and after that. All right. Well, actually, I, ha I have a match pull open right now. This was actually a, a match with you guys in uh, in ECW. This was a. Okay. Let's start with this one that I, because I have it uh, pulled open. Stay with me one sec. Of course, everything. Is you know, my, my second tour of Japan, I got Chris booked. Uh, 
he, he, he said, anybody, and uh, I asked my uncle, that, could he fit the spot? He said, yeah, so we sent Chris. That was where, in FMW? Yeah, FMW. He, that, that was when I had my first barbed wire match. He, he was there for that. Oh, wow. Oh. I didn't know that he was. Yeah, he was there for that. Oh, uh, this match, you remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. He was there in uh, the back? Yeah, he, he was there for that. He helped me uh, pick myself up. He helped me uh, get myself together. All right, here's a match uh, with you two from ECW. Let's take a look at this one. And there he is with Tammy. How did you feel about Tammy as a manager? Um... I guess she's pretty good. As an actual, like a ballet, yeah, she's good eye candy that way. But as an actual manager getting involved, no, she's terrible. You know, very sad getting involved. Choice uh, would fuck things up and uh, miss her cue and not do things very well. And, and assume she could do things, every, she assume she could do everything well. And she couldn't do everything well. So she physically stuff. John from Queens says, I literally signed up for Twitch just to stream this. John from Queens, welcome. This is uh, you know, a new platform for a lot of people. We're doing this every week. Sometimes we have guests, but we always have a theme and, and welcome. We really appreciate you and everybody tuning in each week. Uh, uh, I, I'm going to need subtitles on that one. I couldn't understand you. I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Sabu is also, as we stated, in the nerd bar so i'm sure he has some you know a little bit of a party going on i'm writing up a tab right now at the nerd bar oh let me just share this match if you, if you guys see it can hear this or see this come down to the nerd bar right now and i'll buy you a drink Candido, huh? Oh, this is an Australian match? No, this is an ECW. This was a house show. Okay, Lasco? No, no, uh, house show. House show. Okay. I'm not sure what arena this is. You guys wrestled at this one a whole bunch of times. I always thought this, this arena looked awesome. I couldn't understand, but if you say so. Tammy was there for this one. Where was this? House show. In ECW. She was fucked up. Look at her. She could always stand up. <laughs> Me and Chris had great matches, though. Only she wasn't involved. <laughs> you know, every time I wrestled, Chris never was fucked up when I wrestled him. He'd be fucked up before and after, not not during. He didn't go to any fucked up. That's that headpiece I got from Balls Mahoney. Oh, that's the one? Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, it matched just about everything because of the glitter, you know. It's 
to Staten Island, I believe. The Golden, oh, Staten Island, not the Golden Dome, but Staten Island, something, something, soccer field, soccer field, indoor soccer. I'm right? Gonna, I'm going to look it up right now. I guarantee it is. Guarantee. Oh, sweet. Uh, I can't see where I'm at. Hold on there. Oh, yeah, you're right. Staten Island, look at that. Yeah, I knew that. He's got a so steel chopper. Someone, someone brought that to my attention the other day, that, that exact building to that. He's seen every time I wrestled there. And then all he's ever seen of me was from Staten Island, because he is from Staten Island. And then he asked me, was that true that I was really from Staten Island? And I told him, yeah, I didn't have the heart to tell him no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those watching on Sabu's Wikipedia, for some reason it says he's from Staten Island. Which I asked him when I first met. I live yeah. in New York, and I said, "Are you from Staten Island?" He's like, "No, I don't know where they got that from." <laughs> from the deserts of Staten Island, or the jungles of Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Candido's very good. Uh, sometimes it didn't anger me, but I, I was, I'd get a little, uh, a little mad because he'd always be a step ahead of me, and. Uh, you know, that's okay for a green guy to be a step ahead of them, but not for me. I want him to be right on the same spot I was. But he's always, like, going into the next move. Right when I was doing one move, he's already going into the next. Ooh, beautiful. So, and, that, and that's good for, for someone who, who needs it, but I didn't need it. But that was just him. If it was a stranger doing that to me, I would have sat out on him. So this is what, like 97 here, about, you think? 96? 99, no, about 99 or something. This is late ECW. That's when Tammy was there. Tammy was all fucked up. So Chris is what, uh, about, he was born in 72, so he's about, only about 26 here? 26, 27? I always forget how young, how much younger he was than everybody. Yeah, they came in late at late ECW the last two years. And then the last year, this was the last year, I believe, because she looked like she's all fucked up by the ringside. And that was when she, they were losing it. You know, Paul, Paul was having to buy plane tickets with, with his money, his credit card, and he went 50 grand in debt. 50 grand, and then lost his house, and then his cars, and then all his trophies, and then everything. I mean, that was everything, but then it got even worse. When you left ECW, did you see the writing on the wall that it was going to be gone soon, or did you think it was always going to be around? You thought it was always going to be around. You know, you figured... The more Paul Heyman owed him, the more he, he has a job. I think. I don't know. Can you see my background? Yeah. I can't see it. Does it look all right? Johnny made it. Yeah, looks oh, well. awesome. And this place is the path. There's a lot of people in here. Yeah, see, she, she, he's all fucked up. <laughs> he's 
he, Chris never got that way because he knew he had to work. But she could because she didn't really have to work. And she'd say no one to know, but everybody would know when she was like that. Sometimes she, she'd get carried out of the match because she, she'd pass out. By the way, that Air Sabu Hurricane Ron into the corner is awesome. You, you did that a bunch with him. What's that? The, uh, it's the air sabu from the corner, but you do the hurricane rana instead of the, uh... Yeah, yeah I only did that one to two more times after this with him because he kept jamming my neck. He was too short, and, uh, <laughs> uh, he did it again maybe once or twice after this, and I stopped doing it because he jammed me. I have a match in the queue for us to watch in XPW, and you do that to him, too. I did. I thought I cut that out there by then. He must have liked it. That, I think he did it. No, I don't mind. Top rope is fine. So from the mat, it's too short. I, I jammed my neck. Yeah. But from the top rope, no, it's perfect. No. Top rope, you have more room to swing. See, I think somebody pushed the guardrail in. Usually, I push the guardrails where it looks like I'm just barely going to make it. Uh, but sometimes the security uh, will push it in that they're doing me a favor. Doctor and they are doing me, they think they are, but they're not, because I want the long jump. Gotcha. Dr. Smoke McGee says, the ring looks stiff. Was there much give? How was, how was that ring? It was like any other ring. It was a good ring. You know, good give, yeah, a little bit. Too much give, it's hard to, hard to run in. Is there like a ring in particular that you have like the fondest memories of it being like that is the perfect ring? Uh, no, just about any Japanese ring is perfect because uh, they take pride in it. And and then later on, you know, uh, you know, ECW took we had nice rings, so they, 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 all, they all had nice rings. But the first nice ring was uh, Japan. The first nice ring on a consistent basis. So. You know, when I wrestled Independence. Every night was a different ring, and uh, sometimes good ring, most of the times not. Very bad most of the time. And I still did my rope shit and all my other things, and sometimes I'd slip and fall. And, and uh, but you know, I was working hard in a, in a new, uh, a new environment. You know, the the ropes would be skinny and loose, or or the guardrails would be made out of rope and stuff. And you know, it's difficult sometimes. But in WWE, ECW and stuff, the ring and stuff was all the same every night. You know, it was all great, top great. I mean, Indy is not top great. Christopher asked, how were the rings in Ontario? Uh, they were very stiff. They were nice and clean, but very stiff. When I wrestled there for the Bear Man, for independent companies when I wrestled there, they, they were stiff and shit. And Bear Man has a, had a, a very he kept a very nice ring, but stiff, stiffer than it is today. And a couple of people are asking about the TNA six-sided ring. What, what were your thoughts on that ring? The six-sided ring? Yeah, in, in TNA. Oh, I, I thought it was a cool concept until I got into it, and it was real stiff, and the ropes barely bent, you know, like when you did the bounce off the ropes, it felt like you were hitting a steel bar. Oh, they're so stiff. Couldn't get no spring off them because they're so stiff. But it looked cool, but then sometimes you'd get lost because it's not four corners, it's six, and you for something switch. And uh, the, the turnbuckle, you know, it, 
Like you, you try to go from turn up at the front to turn up and you can't. It's turn up with the rope back to the turn up. You know, I don't know if you don't understand that. It was never turn up to the turn up. Turn up with the rope. Yeah, it makes sense. So if you want to turn up with the turn up, you know, go out there and cut it up. You know, do the right hand. Excuse me. Yeah, the six sided ring was sounded cool and looked cool, but it wasn't. I had one, I wrestled in one before that for, uh, in Mexico and for the ICP. Oh, ICP was running six sided? Before TNA. Yeah. Yeah, it's busy, man. You gotta come in sooner or uh, it's gonna be sold out. Where's that, the Nerd Bar? Yeah, and I said, you know, I said if they come down, I'll buy them a drink, but if they wait any longer, you're going to be all out of looking for so many people. <laughs> Anybody in the chat in the Las Vegas area? Head yeah, over to the Nerve Bar, you'll see Sabu filming now, we'll get you down the street. If you're passing through or you live here, come on down. We're, we're eventually yeah. going to do a whole uh, episode on ICP. Uh, ICP? Yeah, we'll do a whole episode on them. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if I need either one of them to be on it. I'm sure if I got them, if I talked to them one-on-one, -on -one, I'm sure they would agree to it. But if I didn't, I didn't get them one-on-one, -on -one, they, they probably wouldn't answer me. We can get what Kevin Gill might come on or, as a guest. Yeah, I, I seen him the other day. Yeah, I seen him in uh, Queen, uh, Brooklyn and uh, somewhere else. Brooklyn and Queens. John from Queens says, Sabu was just in New York City this past weekend. How was your time in, in uh, the city? I did a, a, about five or six autograph signings in those four days, so it was pretty good. Oh, apparently... Uh, Jody Three Moon says Shaggy's streaming right now. He be down. Oh, I didn't know Shaggy streams. That that'd be awesome to get him on. I'm sorry, I couldn't understand. Did you ask me something? Oh no. Uh, someone was saying that Shaggy Two Dope streams that he's streaming right now on Twitch. Uh, okay. You and Chris had great chemistry. What? You guys had great chemistry. Yeah, yeah. He was real easy to, to work with. But like I said, he's kind of a step ahead of me, and I didn't like that. Now, uh, yeah. One time, Devin Storm, Crowbar, was yelling out spots. Uh, and I knew the spot, and I was purposely missing them because he was saying them so loud. You know, everybody knew what spot I was coming up before I did because uh, he was yelling it. And so I got criticized in the back for being fucked up and not being able to remember the match. And Jeff Jarrett uh, backed me up and said, no, you know, he knew Jeff, uh, I was fine. There was no issue with how fucked up I was and so I didn't want to listen to him in the match. Was that your match in uh, TNA, the ladder match? TNA, yeah. Somebody said the rumor was I was so fucked up that I couldn't remember the spots and, and Crowbar was yelling them out to me. Yeah. He was yelling them out to me because he's an idiot. 
and, I, and if, if you had an audio of the match, you hear him yell out a spot, spot, and I, you can hear me probably, probably say, shut up. I probably said shut up a hundred times during that match. <laughs> I was so pissed off, because also he threw a chair, it went sideways and split me, split me between my eyes like an axe. Did you ever bring that up at Crowbar? If you're watching right now, I'm probably breaking this arm. <laughs> <laughs> Crowbar, if you're watching, we love you. We should get him on. That'd be awesome to watch those uh, World Wrestling All Stars matches. The that cage yeah, match was me great. And Crowbar, me and Crowbar had good matches during those times, and I could do whatever I wanted. I couldn't do no wrong, and I was always the best match on the show, no matter who I wrestled. I was even voted by all the boys, uh, the hardest worker, the best draw, and the best match every night. <laughs> by all the boys, you know, Conan, Disco Inferno, you know, uh, Lex Luger, stuff, but he didn't vote for me. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth voted for me. Oh, so, uh, Dr. Smoke. Smokey what? McGee asks, do you have any memories with the Iron Sheik who just uh, recently passed away? Uh, not a whole lot, but yeah, he was a funny guy. Uh, he was nothing like my uncle, and uh, so. That, but I don't hold that against him. My uncle didn't hold that against him because he was just trying to make a living. But there was no comparison between him and my uncle. But uh, in his stories, yeah, you know, the same as always, you know, uh, he used to carry a, a box of 8x10s and little bottles of alcohol. And that's how he paid for his lunch, dinner, and and cab rides, and all that. Everything he, instead of paying for it, he'd trade him an eight by ten, and he'd get a donation of alcohol or or cash, which they'd probably do. Uh, that, but it got the, it was pretty embarrassing. But that was the way he was. You know, my uncle wasn't like that though. Let's uh, take a blast from the past here and watch you versus Chris Candido in AWF1991. What do you think about that? Well, uh, where was that at? I'll tell you in a, Let's see. I'll, I'll, I'll start the match, and let's see if we can figure it out, and I'll look it up while we... Was it AWF or something like that? Yeah, AWF. Yeah, that was... Um... One of my first matches in the United States, uh, before, right after my first run of Japan, I think. It might even be before my first run. Yeah, I think... No, it, it was my, before my first run. Yeah, I think this would be right before. This is probably like the first time you were wearing boots before going uh, to Japan. Yeah, I went to Japan shortly after this. I, I met Chris shortly before this in USWA. I knew Chris before this, and that guy there was a sucker, Gordon Scazzari. Uh, his parents died and left him about a hundred thousand. And uh, Eddie Gilbert and friends uh, took ran one show, which is this one, and uh, blew that whole hundred grand. And most of us didn't get paid, but uh, a few of us did. And he went out of business. There was never nothing that ever happened. That's my uncle, my manager, the Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik. <laughs> <laughs> Is he wrestling? No, 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 no. He's just getting ready to. He thought he was wrestling, you know. When we went there, he thought he was wrestling. See, I, I still think, you know, and I'll bring this up, is that I think that there is a place in the business for you to be, a, you know, the, sa the, sh 
similar to the Sheik, but in the Sabu way, where you can come to the ring and accompany somebody and have this kind of impact, which is so cool to see. Like the Sheik doesn't have my to manager, come. and he has a manager, Mike, Mike Leno. Yeah, like if this if this was in today's wrestling context, like you linked up with somebody and had another manager who could talk, it would be so cool. Yeah. Oops. Thanks, Christopher. Where uh, Malibu's most wanted is here. Oh, what's up, Malibu? Get him on the stream. He says, "Fuck that man." Fuck that man. So, you know, we could tell that story a little bit. Sabu has a friend. And uh, Sabu was doing an interview about the Sandman, and uh, he was introducing his friend Malibu to the crew, and he said, this is my friend Malibu, and everyone laughed. Oh, of course, of course his name is Malibu, insinuating Sabu, Malibu, that everyone in his posse is, uh, is a boo. But... Yeah, but he looks like, they call him Malibu because he looks like uh, Mer Malibu's, Malibu's most wanted. Uh, the actor in there acts like a waity, uh, bigger. Like a waity, like a dirty. Thank you, Timush. Yeah, we, me, me and Chris always had good matches. Um, this wasn't that good, but it was good for the time, you know. It was outstanding for the time, you know. My style still wasn't accepted that, then. Only from a few uh, hardcore fans, hardcore guys. But this is really early in the concept. Yeah. And no way this work rate was of, of that time. They didn't like it. Everybody said you're working too hard. <laughs> That's the sheik. Yeah, don't you think it'd be fun? I was gonna do a dive there, but she threw him back in the ring. <laughs> That's awesome. And you know, we didn't rehearse none of this. We didn't go over none of it. Oh, so you throw him out on this side so he doesn't throw him back in. Yeah. <laughs> so you probably she, haven't, have you used the table? She goes, why'd you throw him over there? Because he wanted me to throw him to him to feed him. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question if if you started using a table at this point. I guess we'll see at the end of the match. But No, no, I wasn't. No, no table. And before, yeah, I, I, this might have been one of your first matches with actual boot, wrestling boots on. Well, as the Sabu character. It could be. Because you were wrestling barefoot, right? Yeah, this might even be before I went to Japan. Yeah. This is before Japan. I think. Oh, that was... That was sick. <laughs> yeah, but it was, a, it was a cool idea. Awesome. And that, that was nobody's ever done something like that, really. Not not very much. Not in the states. 
you know, for the time, that was like ahead of its time. Especially with the work rate, because uh, nobody worked that fast before. Not usually, you know. Did, did you feel pressure to continuously elevate the game, or was that something that you just took pride in and you would have done pressure or no pressure? Uh, pressure, no pressure. I, I kind of pressured myself to work like that. Because, like, you know, at the time, this is, I mean, it's still awesome to this day. Oh, wait, did you just throw a table in the ring? I guess you weren't using them. But, um, yeah, I guess, you know, as the, the years progressed, the style got more and more crazy. You know, mainly people, you know, mainly what you were doing. And then people were copying you and getting more crazy. And then, you know, you, you would have to almost top it every night, coming up with different moves and new athleticism. But I guess that you, like you said, that was something that you put on yourself. Yeah. All right, there's a free uh, plug for... It's commercial now. Uh, we got a commercial? <laughs> yeah, we got a little commercial. No. I get a question. Not that we'll watch the match because it's really I long. Really, I can't hear you. It's not the volume. It's uh, choppy. Oh, it, it must be the connection at the, the bar. How, how are we coming in, uh, everybody watching on the stream? In the chat, how do we sound? Are we, are we coming in clear? It's chopping super bad. I can't understand you, you know. Yeah, it's frustrating now. Uh, and I, I don't want to answer too much because I don't want to say yes because I don't know what you're saying. All right, let's let's watch a match then. So, we'll keep well, okay, I'll just do my best. Um, let me find this. Uh, Did I show you uh, my baseball cards? Tell everyone about them. Uh, this is the one of one of Melissa, which is the, uh, I don't know what one of one means, other than there's only one of them, I guess. But there's, there's more than one. But the, this one has the white, white uh, uh, outline, and this one doesn't. So I guess this is the only one that has it, that, and these other ones don't. But either way, uh, it's a graded a, a 9 out of a 10, or a 10 out of 10, I guess, like that. But it's pretty cool. It don't mean shit, but it means shit to me. Anyways, those are cool. Plus, he's got some other ones made with uh, me and her, uh, me and the Sheik, uh, the Sheik himself, and then uh, me and myself. It's pretty cool. Oh, I did that interview with Bill Abner yesterday, and... Uh, he, he didn't give me a chance to do any, uh, cut, do any, cut any promo, any plugs, and uh, the sound kept fucking up on his end. Oh, so it was a terrible good. interview, so hopefully we can do it again. All right, I'm just getting the match set up, and I'm going to get it set up for Sabu. Yeah, and a, a lot of it, he was talking over me, I think. Gotcha. Anyways. Yeah, I'm just setting up a match for you. Hold on one sec. But I got that guy to make a baseball card of Bill Abner. He wants to make a baseball card of the, the uh, ringside uh, people who are like like Paul Heyman. He was a ringside photographer. Uh, Jim Cornette. Uh, George Minotano. All right. Now we have a match from 2000. You versus Chris Candido. I'm going to get that started. 
From where? XPW. XPW, okay. I think your messenger's still was good there. John from Queen says they should do John Arezzi in that set as well. What, what's that? John from Queen says they should do John Arezzi in that set that you were talking about for the cards. John Arezzi? I remember John Arezzi. Brother, I'm sorry. I, I, can't, I can't hear the good. What, what did he say about John Arezzi? That he should be in the set of cards. Oh, yeah, he should be in the set of cards. You're right. Yeah, he was instrumental in those years. He was the one my uncle did an autograph signing for. That was his first and last uh, meet and greet. Uncle did. Now they're coming. Now they're every week. Uh, Ned and Hunter asked, would you ever do the gathering of the jugglers? And you've done the gathering a few times. Yeah, I've done it a bunch of times. And uh, would I do it again? I don't know what I would do. Uh, I'm not going to wrestle, I know that, but uh, if I can do something and, and not wrestle and not embarrass myself, I might do it. You toured with them and threw Fago into the crowd, right? Yeah. And you jumped into but the crowd. But that's not as easy as it looks, you know. Uh, the, the stage is wet, the people are bloodthirsty, and uh, you know, people throw shit at you also. They throw it back. It's not all one side. And since I'm hurt, uh, if I fell down or I, if I stepped in a puddle, I'd spin my knee easy or throw my back out or if I fell off stage. I'd do all that if they paid me, but I know they wouldn't pay me what, what, I, what, I, what it's worth. You know, it's more than just throwing fake There's more to it than that. How are you feeling after the uh, AEW table bump? Oh, fine. Uh, my feelings were hurt because I couldn't do a better bump. Uh, you know, they, they didn't have them set up the way we talked about it. And, uh, uh, you know, I could have done a better bump than that, but I figured a, a safe bump and hit it better than a risky bump and missed it. Miss it. I, I thought it was awesome. I was there. Well, I wanted them set up head-to-head -head with their feet banging, you know, right. leaning over the table head-to-head. -head. I had to do a leg drop between them both and put them both through the table, and their legs fly up like a trap door. But they put them on top of each other, and so I... I you know, I could. I was trying to. I was going to start to re redirect them, but then uh, it would. I would have lost the spot. You know, I would have lost the momentum. Anyways, I just did a splash because that that, that was all there was room for. If I would have done a lay drop, I would have powered on myself. I know, I would have flipped off, fell backwards. Because believe me, I wanted to. I was dying to do that. But if, if it's not there, I can't. I can't pull it out of my head if it ain't there. Believe me, I wish it was there. I was embarrassed to do a splash. I told you that before, it was too easy. Because you said, you know, I should just do a splash or something. I said, no, that's too easy. I'll do a double-headed double leg drop or something. Yeah, the atomic Arabian press. Or the rolling. The, the rolling. Oh, oh, or that. The, the rolling one, yes. Uh, Someone saw this one. Leave them wanting more, right? What? what you left them... Want, uh, wanting more, but you gave them yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I, anything after that could only be better. But it also was kind of proving the point where it wasn't the bump, it was me. You know. 
And it's not how many bumps I can take. It's the bumps I took in the past. And what a, you know, my personality. My Candido's awesome. Ooh, just took my ear off. He was a machine. He never got tired. He never said, wait a minute, I'm tired. Or, wait, no, wait a minute, let me check my breath. He never said that, ever. And whenever I said, want to go to the gym, no matter if you just got back to the gym or not, he never said no. Same with Super Junior. Whenever I said to her, do you want to go to the gym? She never said no. Turn me on, I go, damn, sometimes you know. And I'm bluffing, most of, most of the time I'm bluffing. <laughs> I'm hoping they say no. Sarah Snow's in the chat, hello. Hello, how's it going? How are you? Yeah, Candy was awesome, here he comes, he's going to do something good, I know that. John from Queen Sabu watches Santana Jackson. That's his. That's his favorite. He's one of my favorite. John from Queen's asked if you watch any modern wrestling. You can see right there, Candido so uh, step ahead of me and put himself on the table. Did you see that? Yeah. Now, after you pointed he, it out, he put himself on the table. That's what gets me mad. I'd be like, wait, you know. He put himself on the table. This is a match. That is a death. Two strength. Two ability. You know, other than that, he's awesome. He wouldn't step ahead of me sometimes, but he's flawless, almost. Every night he's flawless. He doesn't fuck up. You mentioned when you were talking about the dark side of the ring that some of the things they talked about were false. Is there anything you remember off the top of your head of things that uh, were false that you heard in the on the show that you don't agree with? With Paul and what? Was there anything on the dark side of the ring that you thought was false? Was wasn't true? Uh, oh, false. Um, um, I guess it, it, I'd have to watch it again. I'm sure there was something not not up to par, but most of it, at least ninety-five percent of it, was probably right on. Other than I didn't know Twitch and Cornette saying they were mediocre rise and mediocre fall. I think it was a little bigger rise than that. And a big fall. Not a mediocre fall. It did the ultimate fall to nothing, zero. To, to Chris dying and Tammy in prison. How much worse than that? That's not mediocre, that's heavy duty. That's, that's, uh, she should go to the Hall of Fame just for that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> A couple most likely to die young and go to prison? Nah, you never think that. Never ever would you think those two would die young and go to prison. But they're gonna, they died young and they're going to prison. And she killed somebody. So they died young going to prison and she killed somebody. It's tragic, definitely tragic, as Christopher says. Sabu, what That's are your true. memories? Yeah. Let's go to a little bit of a positive note. Do you remember wrestling Chris Candido in 1994, June 19, 1994, for CCW in that ladder match, in the really tall ladder match? Yes, I remember. San Jose, maybe. Where? I'm going to pull that up. Let's see if we... Yeah, that, that's San Jose. Yeah. 
After, yeah. What are your memories of this match? Uh, after the match, I tried breaking the table during the match, would not break. After the match, I, I pounced on it six, seven times and still would not break. And I think I actually gave up, but uh, I couldn't break it. The ladder match was for no reason. The ladder match was only about six feet high also. And there was no reason to have a ladder match because we weren't fighting for nothing out there. And the guy who booked me is a guy called uh, something R. Benson. And after the match, he wanted me to hit him with a chair. And I did. And uh, I clocked him pretty good and split his head. And he went to the hospital. And the videotaped afterwards saying, he didn't even say he was sorry. And I go, who are you talking about? He goes, you. He didn't say he was sorry. Said, Why would I say I'm sorry? <laughs> but I hit him hard, real hard. And he split him. But I, even, I told him to block it. And he goes, no, nah, I can take it. I said, you might want to block it, but it's up to you. <laughs> And he didn't block it. And, it, and if he did, it didn't help. <laughs> you know, and back then, that's right, Dave Melcher was there. That's when I was told about Chase Payne, and nobody else was. So when this guy said hit him, and I didn't know who he was, I'm gonna said, I'm going to do one better than that, and I, I'm going to crown you. Because he thinks wrestling's bullshit, so i got to show him that it's not, you know, right? And he gave me the okay to crack him. And I said, put your hands up. I said, you can half block it. He goes, nah, uh, I won't block it. I said, all right. I told you, but all right. And we had an okay match, but uh, this is where a bunch of stooges in the dressing room, uh, Ronnie had uh, something Benson, something our Benson, something uh, um, Johnny Legend. Um, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Leno, uh, Dave Meltzer, um, the guy from Minneapolis, uh, Wade Keller, um, every dirt writer before they were even dirt writers was there, because that's where they're all from mostly, California, Minneapolis area, you know, from that part of the United States, not from the East Coast. And I met, you know, Meltzer and Leno and all those guys were from out there. So when I came out there, they were fucking practically blowing me. But I didn't know who they were. I just thought they were smart fans. I didn't know they were fans trying to kill the business. Uh, Brandon Woodward says Junior Benson. What's that? Junior Benson. Does that ring a bell? Something. Say that again. Junior Benson. No, it's not that. Or J.R. Benson. Benson. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Junior Benson, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's exactly who it is. They did a thing in Blue Strange Wrestling. They did a thing where he gets knocked out, and his girlfriend sits on his face and he wakes up. Next week he gets knocked out, girlfriend sits on his face, doesn't work, and then she pulls her pants down, and then he wakes up. And when finally he comes out to work, she ends up pissing on him to wake him up. Pretty funny and gross, but uh, funny. That's some bit. Yeah, this is one of the early indies I took, where you know I figured uh, they knew what I, they knew I was coming, so I figured they had tables and all that ready, and it never was. They had tables or cement tables, and I had to pay for them. They took it out of my pay, anyways. 
Now, were these ladder matches in response to the Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon ladder match? Yeah, I think it was around that era, so everybody wanted us to do it. We didn't, I didn't, we didn't ask for it. There was no reason to have one. You know, usually you have a ladder match to get a belt or uh, a contract or, or some sort of angle while you, while you have one, not just come up to San Jose and, and have a ladder match for no reason, but that's what we did. And late in the last 10, 15 years, I tell people, don't book me in a ladder match because I'm not going to do it. You know, they don't me enough. And they go, well, how much do you want? And I feel like 10, if it's something they couldn't pay me, then they say, oh, you're right, no, no ladder match. <laughs> and you also had a, a big ladder match with Al Snow during this time. Maybe a. Yeah, I did a, a lot of matches with Al Snow in the ladder match in Michigan, yeah. But we had a giant ladder. It was a, yeah. a 10 or 12 legit ladder. It was way too big. Yeah, it was so I mean, big. Holy shit. <laughs> I think I this... I almost. I'm pretty sure this ladder breaks. I think this is the What's match. That? I think this ladder breaks. I, I think yeah, this... Yeah, it probably does. It probably does. But there's nothing to plan it for. We just use it as a weapon. Sabu, be but careful we... tonight in Vegas. The Vegas is up 2 nothing to win the Stanley Cup tonight. It's going to be, and they're home, so it's going to get crazy tonight. I'm not quite into hockey that much. Well, you will tonight. They're going to be Vegas. I was trying to get a cab last week uh, here in Las Vegas, and they said, uh, you are rooting from Texas? And I go, yeah. And they said, uh, call your own cab. Actually, I was trying to get the front desk call me a cab. He said, call your own cab. I said, what the fuck's the matter? And then someone said, uh, the Knights were playing Texas somebody in, a, in the Stanley Cup for the playoffs. Yeah, Florida, I Florida. I mean, yeah. That week when you were here, in that hotel. Yeah. She goes, call your own cab. I go, what the fuck that <laughs> mean? And I goes, because you got Texas head. I go, what's that mean? He goes, Texas versus the Knights. I said, again, who's the, who are the Knights? Oh, right. Yeah, right. When we went down, it was Dallas, right. You're right. Yeah, yeah it was Dallas Stars versus, right. Why am I climbing the ladder? Is there something up there? I guess we'll find out. There might be. Is there a belt? There might be a belt. Yeah, there might be. This is before Chandido was in ECW, and... This might even be before I was. Yeah, I was. This is before I was in CW, I think. What, what, what year did you say this was? This is uh, uh, June of 94. Oh, okay, I was in CW. He wasn't, I was. He was in Smoky Mountain and or uh, NWA, Dennis Carluzzo. I was wrestling Cactus Jack, Terry Funk. Shane Douglas, all, all in that year, 94, 95. That year I was tearing it up. Like the, was the casino match around this time? What? The casino match, you and... Uh, and Captain Jack, yeah. yeah. We'll watch that. Yeah, that, was, uh, that was way ahead of his time. Back then, they didn't, you didn't really leave the ringside area. Not really. And uh, I'm surprised we did, but we did. 
Oh, awesome. That was the first moonsault off the ladder, sort of. <laughs> I couldn't, I tried to tell the referee to hold the ladder, but I couldn't, I, couldn't, I didn't waste so much time on it. But when something like that, you, we didn't know that, but you, we know now that you have to have someone holding the ladder. All right, let's see if you, it's hard to tell in the, in the video because the color got, whatever, saturated or whatever. But you're wearing green boots, a green sash. But what color pants are you wearing? Uh, maybe yellow, maybe, maybe green. It's hard to tell. Because sometimes it looks like it's like white or silver, and then other times it looks like it's got color. Yeah. yeah it's light green or yellow with green boots. Pretty ugly, I know. I wasn't looking for a pretty color, just a different color. A different skin. Like when I went to Japan, I'd always have a, a new, at least one or two new pairs of pants, and I'd, I'd take seven, so I'd have a, new, a different pair every day. But every, every tour, I would have a different pair, a different color, be polka dots or leopard or something, something different that I never had before, or two, two different colors. I had about 300 pairs of pants at one time, about three, I'd say at least that. Ouch. I was a big fan of all the different color boots. The yellow, the green, the pink. The pink were awesome. Yeah, I didn't like the, the green ones. I had a lot of bad luck in those, and that was around this time, too. Uh, I didn't like them that much. They fit good, but like Benoit broke my neck, he broke my shoulder, and I was all wearing those boots. I think that was just Benoit was bad luck. I broke my shit, my, my ribs, Jack, wearing those boots. Got shot wearing those boots. No. <laughs> XC Fresh ass. Yeah, I was riding. I was riding a scooter today in Las Vegas by the stratosphere. There's an IHOP there, uh, and someone stole my fucking scooter. Well, not, not my scooter. The one I was riding. to a friend of mine. Your friend's scooter. I, I, I was in there 15 minutes. And uh, it was gone. Yeah, you got to... I couldn't believe it. I was thinking to myself, I hope no one stole it, because I wonder what I'd do if it got stolen. So then I walk out there and it was stolen. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Sucks. People are assholes. I caught Johnny at the nerd bar and I was crying. <laughs> I can't believe somebody did that to me. Anyways, here goes the power bomb. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Oh, hey, Top Shelf Wrestling Finds. He says, Top Shelf Wrestling Finds says they stole my grandma's wheelchair from in front of her door. That's that's a new That's fucked up. Oh, man. I heard somebody stole an air conditioner out of an old lady's window, and she died from heat exhaustion. They stole a, 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 some of them. It was like 110 degrees. They stole her window air conditioner. I mean, how heartless is that? Harvest. Yeah, I got criticized for missing that bump all the time. That was a planned miss. Yeah, definitely. You can imagine, you can see I missed it. That's an ugly miss, too. I got criticized a lot. Especially one time I wrestled Biger, and I missed that spot. 
on purpose, and then when I was supposed to hit it, I missed it again. <laughs> so I looked really bad. Doesn't he yeah, like he, clap after or something like that? He probably. He like but he was just working. He felt bad for me too, but he was working. He's the one that told me to kick out at the end, and uh, I got heat for kicking out because. Uh, but he said kick out because he wants a stronger finish. Wasn't that a special night? Fisherman Buster. Special night, yeah, for my wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I stood up all night trying to fuck her. <laughs> my ex-wife did. Yeah, and it worked. I, I pretty much lost that match. Were you disappointed that you didn't get to have the a rematch with him, one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah, and I'm disappointed he didn't try it. Shoot for it. Look, they thought I was really hurt. Were they stupid? <laughs> well, well, that was your invention. Yeah. Oh. See, the thing like that is you don't catch and fall down. You got to catch and set down. You don't fall back like that. Knocks you out. Brandon Woodward mentions the... Uh, the cage match that you guys had for Smoky Mountain, you remember that match? That was awesome. Uh, it was for Smoky Mountain, it's for NWA New Jersey. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, World Wrestling, whatever, 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 whatever Dennis Carluzzo was. But that, yeah, that's when I did a moonsault off the cage for the first time. I remember a match, it was like you versus uh, Cactus, where you had a cage match with all the weapons like tied to the... That was Las Vegas, yes, NWC. I tried to do a, a, a hit the rope, top of the trash can, top rope, yes. do something, trash can didn't work. <laughs> Here comes a good botch. <laughs> <laughs> this is just insane. That's your, it's your insane. <laughs> <laughs> I let the ladder go. <laughs> I wanted to ride the ladder down like a pole ball. You did that against Al Snow, right? But the table's in the wrong spot, and I didn't want to readjust it. That's crazy. See, all this is botched, yeah, and sloppy, but we never had nothing. There was no blueprint before that. Right, you guys are just creating. It's it's like jazz, almost. You guys are just creating crazy things off the, off the fly. Yeah, yeah. And when you look back at it, yeah, it looks sloppy, but for the time, it looks pretty sophisticated. <laughs> what is up there? Oh, there's a belt up there. Yeah. I wonder who had the belt. I hurt my ankle. I mean, you jump from the top rope <laughs> onto the onto the table onto your ankle. Yeah. This is awesome. I love that. When did you decide to do where you would let your uh, feet hit the top rope to to further spin you versus just doing the tumbleweed? Uh, rolling ten times, right? Yeah, because sometimes you would just flip over and you know, and go straight around, and sometimes you would go over, and right before you were about to go over, you would bounce off the rope, like you did. Yeah, I, I would hit the rope with my shins, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
was awesome. He had so many variations of like even the same move. Yeah, I actually practiced those. They weren't accidents. I practiced those. Right, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you did those a lot. Christopher, glad you're enjoying it. Five years, why? No, Christopher said, I uh, love this, would never have seen this otherwise. Look at this ladder, you're trying to climb the <laughs> ladder, it's awesome. You're like, what the fuck are you? One-sided ladder. <laughs> you can't climb the ladder. Come on, if I get that, I'll shoot myself. What a finish. I'd be a great finish if I get it. I'll shoot myself. Oh, the referee's holding it? That's bullshit. Oh, that was awesome. You got, got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the awesome finish. I didn't realize it was such a good to finish of that. Oh, who just I threw the pattern? Sorry. Ooh. Who threw the pattern, guy? That, that, that was my guy, J.R. Benson. Oh. He double crossed me. He threw powder in my face and didn't say he was sorry, and I got mad. <laughs> That was a sweet finish. Oh, the ref didn't see that you got it. All right, I see, I see. Boy, I lost it. You won, but you lost. That was awesome. Yeah, I don't care about that. I care about him in the chair. And if this is the same tape, we follow him to the hospital bleeding, and they'll say, like, uh, he didn't say you're sorry. There's a spot where he's coming to set and so am I, and I walked up right by him like nothing. And of course nothing, I didn't recognize him. He's all covered in blood. <laughs> oh, some other guy. Yeah, that was San Jose. Dave Meltzer was there. Yeah, he's a California guy, right? I made him famous. <laughs> when you threw him out of the locker room? Yeah. Not sure if I threw him out of that locker room. That was before I knew he was stupid. Uh, I threw him out of UCW's locker room. Oh, Dave Meltzer was born in, in New York City. But that is Jared Benson right here. I'm beating him up. Uh, junior. This is Junior Benson. That's his girlfriend. When he got pee on the wake up. Just pulled her top off. <laughs> I, got, I think they want me to kiss her and I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Keep going. See if they take him to the hospital. Can you fast forward a little bit? Yeah, let's see. What... Whenever you see the guy get in the ring, stop it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to break the table five times. Did I already hit him with the chair? I don't think so. I, 
I've done it before this. Uh, let's see. I hope it is. No, because you do. Wait, let's see. He's. Wait, there he is. Oh, no, that's the ref. Oh, no, there he is. Oh, here you go. Yeah, there you go. Here comes the chair. There you go. Right. That's yeah, it. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. See, it's not even that. That I didn't wreck him that much. No, let's see it one more time. Yeah. You know, it was a graze, but it's not, I still let him have it. It was a graze. Ooh. <laughs> Salad, but he shouldn't block it. Look at the camera, the ring right. <laughs> now, fast forward it to the hospital. Well, let's see you. Let's see at least one moonsault at the table attempt. Oh man, it's embarrassing watching this stuff. <laughs> one time, one time. Oh. That's really crazy. That's fucking crazy. Look at that. Didn't even bounce. All right, one more. <laughs> I usually twist a little bit so my knees can break the table. It didn't work. You know, I mean, that's a... Well, if we got time, if we got time, let's watch them all. That's one, right? Yeah. Is that one? Yep. Oh! Jeez, that thud is... Dude, see, I'm aiming for the middle with my knee. Uh, I figured, okay, I, I gotta get it this time. And are you wearing knee pads underneath your pants? No. Knee, knee, knee braces, knee sleeves. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Compression sleeves. I'm hurting now. My knees are throbbing here. This is after a match too. Yeah, pretty hellacious match. Where you jump in the, the middle. My knee went right in the middle almost. Wouldn't break. That's the weakest point. You know, that was three, right? Here comes four. You're like, fuck the monster. Just gotta break. Just gotta break. <laughs> the lower oh, back looks like the worst. Here comes six. The link is broken, loose. One more moonsault. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was seven. To say that the fans left and got their money's worth is an understatement. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I think there's number eight coming. Nope, I'm done. Yeah, I think you're done. <laughs> well, let's see. No, back to the hospital. <laughs> that table didn't even say you're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I wasn't hurt, hurt. I was hurting, but I wasn't hurt, hurt. No, I didn't know hospital. Damn it. That was the best part, the hospital part. All right, Anyways, well. That, that match was better than I thought, and uh, the tables were more than I thought, but not as stiff as that. I knew they were that stiff, and I used more of them. You ate them. It was, a, it was a fun match. It's they only paid me for one table. <laughs> Well, Sabu, I think that concludes this episode. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, hey, what about Brian Myers? Can we get him? Yeah, he, we're going to have to reschedule with him. I spoke to him a little bit today, and we'll get him on a later date. Next week, we're going to have the Prize City OG, Alec Price. 
He's going to be on the stream. He's an up-and-comer. He wrestles in GCW. He wrestles in a whole bunch of federations. We'll watch him. He'll be on the stream. He's awesome. Um, and he, he should be on in the next couple weeks, definitely. We'll talk action figures and all things. On behalf of Sabu, on behalf of myself, I'm, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. You can catch us also Thursdays on the Premier Streaming Network. Uh, a replay of this stream and we have a whole bunch of other streams on there thank you everybody for tuning in we will see you next week good night everybody oh. 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 <laughs>